Hello and welcome to the reading of The Courier, the E-edition, for Thursday, December 14th, 11 days before Christmas. Boy, oh boy, it is coming up quickly. Uh, I am your narrator, Peter Welch, and you are listening to IRIS, the Iowa Radio Information Services Network for the Blind and the Disabled. All right, let's take a look and see what's going on here on the front page of The Courier. Holiday Spirit, Season of Giving. St. Vincent de Paul uh, Toy Food Drive brings happy holidays to area families. Parents skirted around mountains of toys at the Society of St. Vincent de Paul Outreach Center on Tuesday, filling shopping carts with holiday gifts for their children. The free toy drive now at 320 Broad Street dates back more than 25 years, According to longtime organizer Karen Buchanan, age 82, of Evansdale. She's stepping down after 21 years with the program. You meet a lot of people over the years. People are always appreciative, said Buchanan. It's nice to see people go about picking out things, and the goal's always been to make sure that every kid has a toy. The organization and its uh, parish's team um, up with uh, uh, Marine Marine Toys for Tots, a well-known toy distribution program run by the United States Marine Corps Reserve. Donors and organizations gather a few thousand toys, games, and other items for about 400 children and their families. The organization also gives out 200 food boxes. Buchanan is passing the baton to Teresa Buffington of Cedar Falls, who will take over next year. I've been participating for like seven or eight years, says Buffington, and I just like helping people and seeing people happy when they find gifts for their child. The mission has always been about helping people. Perhaps most emblematic of the effort um, is the organization's sock program, started by Buchanan about 10 years ago after she encountered three children um, with a family seeking assistance at the organization's office. They had shoes, but no socks. I remember their feet being all red, she said. Now, every time she goes to a store and sees socks at a discount, she buys them. Along with socks, there are books and stuffed animals and lots of toys, as well as kits with essentials like shampoo, deodorant, and warm gloves. Other bigger items like bicycles are available via a raffle. This is all because of the people in the Waterloo and Cedar Falls area. And we can't thank them enough, says Buchanan. The Catholic Daughters of the Americans, Americas in Waterloo give us like a thousand pairs of socks, said Buchanan. And teens from St. Gabriel's in Rhinebeck bring us warm blankets. Tom Bogonski and his wife Pat are among the volunteers who assist year after year. It's just a lot of fun seeing how gracious everyone is receiving gifts from the people of the Cedar Valley. He goes on to say, it's about the happy faces, his wife added. The couple agreed it is a more intimate environment than when they previously gave out toys at the Cattle Congress. Among the happy faces Tuesday was Bobby Joe Graham of Cedar Falls. Christmas is coming up and things are pretty tight right now, she goes on to say. The organization has a tremendous impact on her family by ensuring her kids have a great Christmas. She was searching for toys for her four children ages 1 through 12 
and came across a lot of goodies, including a science kit, building blocks, and small vehicles. We like it all in our house, she says. Kiara of Waterloo, who did not give a last name, said that she's a single mother. It's really helpful on top of all the bills and eases all the stress, she said. She has a nine-year-old daughter and was picking up gifts like a giant sorry board game. We like playing games in our matching jammies and socks, Kiara said. We just have to make sure she doesn't cheat like in Uno. All right, let's take a look now. Let's move on here. Community responds to high school merger plan. Board meets for the first time since release of proposal in Waterloo. A crowd of up to 75 people packed the Board of Education meeting on Monday as officials prepared to hire an architect related to the possible merger of East Expo and West high schools. It was the first time that the board had met since Waterloo Community Schools announced the proposed $165 million grades 10 to 12 school on the campus of Central Middle School and the Waterloo Career Center last month. Emotions ran high as audience members spoke during a half hour of public comment with support and opposition to a single high school split uh, pretty evenly. I am absolutely ecstatic about the new school, and I think building the, the school around Central should have been done 30 or 40 years ago, said Scott Wellens of Waterloo, who pledged to help in any way he could. Cedar River has divided this community for far too long. This is a great opportunity for our students and a no-brainer. Waterloo resident Todd Obadal voiced concern about the logistics surrounding the financial obligation he believes uh, ultimately will fall on the citizens of the district. Are we going to cut that $13 million in spending that we are using from SAVE save right now and just do away with what we are spending? Or are we going to look to continue the spending through other means, he asked, referencing the district's annual revenues from the statewide 1% sales tax for schools. How are we going to pay for that extra $13 million a year? It looks like we are going to have to raise taxes, he said. I do not see this board as having the authority to indebit the citizens of this school district by $165 million without their approval. The board would bond against those future sales tax funds to pay for construction costs. The bonds would be repaid with the sales tax revenues, avoiding a property tax increase for the project. All right, what else? Let's see. Are we? I think we're done with this page, so let's now go to our next page here of the paper. And what this is, this is also from the front page because obviously they can't get all the news in on one page here in the paper. So this is a continuation of that. Waterloo father arrested for infant's broken bones in Waterloo. A Waterloo man's been arrested after breaking bones and other wounds were suffered by his eight-year-old son. The child's mother took the infant to Unity Point Health. Excuse me, I said eight-year-old. I meant to say eight-week-old son. Excuse me. The child's mother took the infant to Unity Point Health 
Allen Hospital on the 4th of, of November after she noticed that the child's mouth was bleeding. Doctors found hemorrhages in both eyes, deep scratches near his ears, and a broken forearm. forearm. The baby was transferred to University of Iowa hospitals and clinics in Iowa City, where medical staff also discovered a healing rib fracture that was about 10 days old and a broken toe that appeared to have been injured by forceful pulling. Physicians said that the injuries didn't appear to be accidental. The mother told staff that she had seen the father pushing down on the child's eyelids because he wasn't concentrating during feeding. Court records state the father also said that he had swaddled the baby like a straitjacket, forcing the arms down before wrapping. Doctors said that this could have been the reason behind the arm injury. On Monday, police arrested Devin Michael Toller, age 24, of 926 West 6th Street for child endangerment, multiple acts in child endangerment causing serious injury. Bond was set at $100,000. He heroin found in home, two have been arrested. In Oliwine, two people have been arrested. Uh, police found more than a pound of heroin, as well as other drugs, while searching a home last week. Cody Skidmore, age 33, and Mariah, Maria Sue Miar, age 31, were arrested for possession of heroin with intent to deliver, intent to manufacture, uh, poss possession of marijuana, cocaine, and violation of the Drug uh, Tax Stamp Act. According to police officers searching their home at 1216 1st uh, Street Northeast around 9.30 a.m. on the 6th of December, inside police found 1.3 pounds of heroin hidden in a box inside a hallway vent. And also police also discovered a mushroom grow kit along with the tubes for growing the mushrooms court records also state. Robbery charges added for man held in shooting. In Waterloo, bond has been set at $300,000 as charges were added for a Waterloo man arrested in a weekend shooting. Authorities added first-degree robbery, first-degree burglary, and willful injury, causing serious injury charges uh, for uh, one Shaquine Smith, age 29. On Monday, he had been earlier arrested for felon in possession of a firearm. Smith and others allegedly attacked Richard Sturviant as he sat in a car parked in the 200 block of, of Glenwood Street around 4.40 a.m. on Sunday. Court records allege that Smith reached into the vehicle and assaulted Sturdivant and then pulled him from the vehicle. Smith then held onto Sturdivant as he was being shot multiple times, the police records say. Police said that Smith also dug into the victim's pockets, took items before he and the other assailants fled. Sturviant sustained multiple gunshot wounds and suffered serious injuries in the attack and remains hospitalized. No other arrests have been made in the case. Missing woman sought in Waterloo. Police are attempting to locate a missing Waterloo woman, Alina Nicole Arizo White, age 20 was last seen in Waterloo on early September, and she's described as 5 feet, 2 inches tall, weighing, 20 uh, weighing 120 pounds, with waist-length hair. Law enforcement's concerned for her health and safety and is asking for the public's help in locating her. 
Anyone with information is asked to call Black Hawk County Dispatch. And here's that number, 319-291-2515. Again, 319-291-2515. Board rejects new Waverly Christian School proposal. Group wanted to buy a building that the district is selling. In Waverly, a plan for a new Christian school to occupy a soon-to-be-vacant elementary building was short-lived at the Waverly Shell Rock Board of Education on Monday, unanimously rejecting the idea. The $70,000 bid proposals from Inspired Life were to purchase either West Cedar of Margarita Carey Elementary Schools in Waverly. Two other proposals for West Cedar, a $5,000 bid from Matt Hibbard to turn the school into a community arts center, and a $5,000 bid from the Waverly Municipal House Housing Committee to create 10 to 15 apartments within the building were tabled for further discussion. Inspired Life describes itself as an organization working to help men and women, marriages, parents, children, leaders, educators, givers, and business owners live truly God's uh, inspired lives. The bid was submitted by Tim Boger, Inspired Life's executive director, and Ryan uh, Hall, the head of Waterloo Christian School. Boger also started Inspired Life in 2020, is Director of Spiritual Care at Western Home Communities in Cedar Falls. Halliday found guilty of girlfriend's murder. Jury rejects defense plea for lesser charge in 2021 Rhinebeck death. In Grundy Center, a former Rhinebeck man has been found guilty of killing his girlfriend in 2021. Jurors deliberated Monday afternoon and part of Tuesday morning before convicting Kevin Lee Halliday of first-degree murder in the death of 41-year-old Christian Chrissy Jays. Halliday, age 42, stood quietly as the verdict was announced in the Grundy County Courthouse. Jays' mother and other relatives and neighbors from the small Rhinebeck community where Jays lived, lived were present in the courtroom for the announcement. The charge is punishable by mandatory life in prison without parole. Sentencing will be at a later date. The verdict came after jurors heard that following years of denying he had any role in Jay's death, Halliday admitted to a sheriff's deputy that he had killed her. Deputy Jonathan Rogers with the Grundy County Sheriff's Office on Monday testified that Halliday made the admission during a brief conversation on the 6th of July. Prosecutors played a short segment of Rogers' body cam video where Halliday could be heard saying, I made a terrible mistake. I killed my girlfriend. The defense noted Halliday also took the deputy, uh, or I should say told the deputy, that it was an accident. James was found unconscious on her dining room floor in the early morning hours of December 16th of 2021. She died about a week later in an Iowa City hospital without ever uh, regaining um, consciousness. All right. Uh, state leaders cite gaps in performance for those with disabilities. 
Changes may be coming to Iowa's area education agencies that provide expertise to educators and families of Governor Kim Reynolds. And legislative leaders say changes must be made to improve the educational outcomes of students with disabilities. National and state data shows Iowa students with disabilities have significant proficiency gaps. While the A, uh, AEAS will continue to serve students with disabilities, changes are necessary to improve student outcomes, Reynolds said in a statement. A comprehensive review of AEAs will help identify solutions. Parents can be assured that their children will continue to receive the services that they need. In an earlier statement to the Northwest Iowa Review, which the governor's office provided to the Gazette, Reynolds said that AEAs have significantly expanded their scope of uh, services beyond the core mission and said that data shows significant performance gaps among students with disabilities despite the Iowa agency spending more per pupil than the national average. Iowa educators, however, worry about this meaning for the future of the agencies after decades of diminished funding from the state. Today, there are nine AEAs across the state, and services from them are available from birth to age 21. John Spear, chief administrator of Grant Wood AEA, there's been a steady drumbeat of low lawmakers interested in education so it doesn't surprise uh, us that the AEA system would be a part of that discussion. If changes are to be made to the agency, Spears said, he hopes that they're not made quickly without due diligence. Grant Wood AEA serves 74,000 students in public and accredited non-public schools in seven counties in eastern Iowa, including Lynn and Johnson, and employs about 500 staff. This includes speech pathologists and occupational therapists. About 70% of funding for Iowa's AEA goes to support special education services, but the agencies also were created to meet school needs in media and technology and educational services, including math, science, literacy, Spears. Uh, by law, AEAs can spend no more than 5% of their budget on administrative costs, Spears said. Every AEA in Iowa is below that threshold, he said. Cindy Yellick, chief administrator of Heartland AEA, which serves more than 80 public and accredited non-public schools in central Iowa, said if decisions, decisions are being made about the future of AEAs, she hopes that there are people at the table who deeply understand our services and are consumers of our services, like public school administrators and parents. Further decreasing the agency's budget would be educational malpractice and an enormous service to school districts across the state, said Greg Battenhorst, superintendent of the Mount Vernon Community School District. Some of the AEA staff who work with Mount Vernon teachers and families feel like our own, Battenhorst said, and I consider them full members of our team. Okay, as you know, of course, we are rapidly reach, uh, approaching the holidays here, 
and uh, because of that, of course, uh, there are going to be and are a lot of different activities going on. Lots of fun is what it is. Uh, so what we're doing is we're looking at the Northeast Iowa area escapades. Here are just a few of the events and goings on worth checking out this week in the Northeast area uh, of, of Iowa. So let's take a look and see all the stuff that's going on. First, we've got on the 15th of December, Swinging Concert Set. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy will bring their wild and swinging holiday tour to the Gallagher Blue Dorn Performing Arts Center. And the concert is at 7 p.m. on Friday in the Catherine Cassidy Gallagher Great Hall at the center at 8201 Dakota Street in Cedar Falls. The band uh, together for 30 years has played sold-out venues across the world, sold millions of records, and had their music featured in movies and television shows. The band's mission is to celebrate and revitalize jazz and swing music. Tickets are $26 to $51 for adults, $22 to $42 for youth. Uh, and there's a big, big picture here. Uh, they've got, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, uh, people, uh, guys uh, with saxophones and guitar and horns and uh, drums, a little bit of everything. Looks like a lot of fun. Okay, let's see. Also on uh, the December on Friday, December fifteenth, Blue Violin to perform. Award-winning classical uh, crossover artist Blue Violin will perform his Christmas by candlelight concert at seven p.m. Friday at the Oster Regent Theater at one hundred three Main Street in Cedar Falls. The concert will feature acoustic arrangements of such holiday favorites as "I Wonder as I Wander." Electric World Fusion reimaginings of classic Christmas songs such as Carol of the Bells and original music from Blue Violin's upcoming new album. Tickets are $30 per person or $75 for a family pack. And that includes up to three adults and four kids. Saturday the 16th, celebrate at Deer Museum. Santa and Carolers will be at a holiday celebration from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday at the John Deere Tractor and uh, Engine Museum at 500 Westfield Avenue in Waterloo. There will be treats and crafts, and admission is free. Interactive exhibits of deer equipment and artifacts will also will be open. And then on the 16th of uh, December as well, on Saturday, enjoy a little movie magic. The public can enjoy a free showing of Polar Express at 10 a.m. on Saturday at the Oster Regent Theater in downtown Cedar Falls. The holiday hoopla event is a gift to the community for children and families of all ages. Coloring contest winners will be announced at the showing. Santa and his elves will be busy in his workshop at Rivers Plaza from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um... I highly recommend you're seeing the Polar Express film. It's terrific. It really it's a lot of fun. And among other things, um, it has the voice of um, Tom Hanks uh, in the movie. He plays a conductor on the train. So I highly recommend it. 
Um, also, we've got on the 16th, uh, celebrating with Grandpa, uh, Krampus. That's K-R-A-M-P-U-S, Krampus. Krampus Fest 2023 is from 4.30 to 11 p.m. on Saturday in the Scheutz Room at the Waterloo Center for the Arts, 225 Commercial Street. Doors open at 4 p.m. Admissions $15 with a new toy or clothing donation or $20 cash. Donations will benefit the House of Hope. Featured performers will include By the Thousands, Guilty of Treason, Doze, which is D-O-S-E, uh, Hardship, My Own Will, uh, Neck Rung, that's a good one, and The Emblem Faction. And also on the 16th, you got lots to do here on Saturday, Raise Your Pinky Fingers on December 16th, Yule Tidings Tea is themed for Saturday's tea party at the Snowden House at 306 Washington Street in Waterloo from 10 a.m. to noon. Children will learn the origins of holiday traditions, including Christmas trees, Christmas lights, and Yule logs, and more. There'll be treats and tea, and registration is due today, so you got to hustle if you want to go do this. The cost is $12 per person. Grout Museum District members are $10. And then on Sunday, the 17th, Hearst to host Bel Canto. The Hearst Center for the Arts will host their annual holiday concert on uh, Sunday featuring Bel Canto Cedar Valley. The performance is from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Center, 304 West Searley Boulevard in Cedar Falls. Bel Canto is a premier community chamber choir. And then on the 18th, which is on a Monday, sing an Irish Christmas. Celebrate Christmas the Celtic way with Ireland's Keith and Kristen Getty in a Sing an Irish Christmas at 7 p.m. on the 18th of December in the Catherine Cassidy Gallagher Great Hall at the Gallagher Blue Dorn Performing Arts Center on the University of Northern Iowa campus in Cedar Falls. The Gettys are known for modern hymns and carols such as In Christ Alone. They will be joined by their band of virtuistic instrumentalists fusing Celtic, bluegrass, Americana, modern, and classical music. The tickets that are going on sale will be $32 to $67 for adults and $22 to $57 for youth college students. And then on Thursday, the 21st of December, uh, holiday hoopla will continue. Bundle up. Bundle up because, baby, it's cold outside. The holiday hoopla event is from 6 to 8 p.m. Thursday in the Cedar Falls downtown district. An ice sculptor will create works of art with a chainsaw throughout the evening. Revelers can enjoy some mores and climb aboard the free holly trolley. Santa will be in his workshop for kids to visit at River Place Plaza at 204 State Street. So, lots to do uh, coming up here um, as we, as I say, as we rapidly approach the um, the holiday here. Okay, let's. Um, Let's move on here quickly here. Uh, we're coming up to the half-hour broadcast uh, of our program. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, let me uh, go to the obituary news. We'll get that done. 
and then we will continue on with the paper. And while I'm at it, I'd like to remind you that you are listening to IRIS, the Iowa Radio Information Services Network for the Blind and the Disabled. My name is Peter Welch, and we are reading the E-edition of The Courier today for Thursday, the 14th of December. Okay, let's take a look at our first uh, first one here. Uh, Camille Hogan uh, has passed away at the age of 82, uh, a resident of Waterloo from complications of acute uh, leukemia in Montana. And let me see if I can find... Um, I'm just bear with me here. Here we go. A public visitation will be held on Friday, the 15th of December from 4 to 7 p.m. at Lock Tower Park at 4140 Kimball Avenue in Waterloo. And little flowers, memorials may be directed to the House of Hope at 845 West 4th Street in Waterloo, 50702. And Mission Valley of Hope, or I should say Mission Hope, excuse me, Post Office Box 433, Ronan, uh, Montana. And that's uh, the zip there is 598664. And the lock at Tower Park is in charge of all arrangements. Daniel Halupnik has passed. Um, the funeral for him will be on Friday, the 15th of December at 11 a.m. at St. Paul Catholic Church in Treyar, Treyar. The visitation will be from 9.30 to 11 a.m. prior to the service at the church. Please direct memorials to the Cedar Valley Ranch 2591 61st Street in Vinton. That's V-I-N-T-O-N, of course, in Iowa. And the zip there is 52349. And that's where Dan lived for 20 years. Um, Kate Kraft, age 16, of Laporte, City has passed away um, after being diagnosed with glioplastoma. Um, let's see here. Let me take a look here. Um, a private family service will take place at American Lutheran Church on Saturday on the 16th of December, followed by a public funeral service at 1 p.m. at Union High School at 200 Adams Street in LaPorte City. Private family burial to take place in Westview Cemetery at Lotport City following the service. In lieu of flowers, memorials may be directed to the family. Lock in Lotport City. Uh, here's the phone number, 319-342-3131. Again, 319-342-3131. Lock in Lotport City uh, is assisting the family. Condolences may be left at www.lockfuneralservices.com. Dot com. Bessie Backer has passed at the age of 92 at Cedar Falls, and she passed peacefully uh, at Bickford uh, Cottages. And let's see, let's take a look at her funeral information. Evelyn was preceded in death by her husband. Uh, funeral services will be at 11 a.m. on Friday, December 15th at the Unity Presbyterian Church in Waterloo. Burial will be at, in Sunnyside Memorial Gardens, Charles City at 2 p.m. Visitation will be an hour before the service at the church. Memorials may be directed to the family. And that's how, and here's how you do that. Send, it, send them to 
Locke, that's L-O-C-K-E, funeralservices.com. All right, let's continue with the news. Fire displaces residents of Waterloo Apartments. In Waterloo, several residents have been displaced after their apartment building caught fire Wednesday morning. A woman who lived in the third floor apartment at 1014 Levitt Street said that she had taken her kids to school and when she returned, she saw flames coming from a window. Other people inside the building were evacuated without injury. A police officer helping search the building found a cat that had escaped from the burning apartment and was wandering the hallway. Crews with Waterloo Fire Rescue extinguished the flames, but neighbor, uh, neighboring apartments had smoke and water damage. The cause of the fire has not yet been determined. Foundation, Youth City Council partnered to award $5,000 grant in Waterloo at the Waterloo Community Foundation approached their annual competitive grant cycle. They collaborated with the Waterloo Youth City Council to select one grant recipient. Waterloo Youth City Council, made up of stu uh, students from all four high schools, offer a platform for young people to think critically, debate, and find common ground on issues affecting the city. It received statewide recognition earlier this year for efforts in lobbying a bill into law that mandated mental health resources to be available on every high school student's ID card across Iowa. The foundation saw partnering with the young leaders as an opportunity to amplify their voice in the community. Students decided to focus their grant decisions on a program benefiting Waterloo youths. They reviewed applications or independently before meeting as a group with the foundation staffs uh, to discuss. The students selected Payne Memorial African Methodist Episcopal Church to receive a $5,000 grant for the Learn Hub, a new after-school initiative that after literacy, science, and math uh, support to students at the church's partnering school, the Dr. Walter Cunningham School of Excellence. The program's goal is to equip at-risk students with technology access and a learning environment that fosters responsibility, positive engagement, and in interdependent learning. Turning the page, now we're in the Iowa Cedar Valley section of today's e-edition of The Courier. For Thursday, December 14th, Satanic Displays Sparks Free Speech Debate. Satanic Temple, Iowa, installs goat-headed statue at the State House in Des Moines. Iowans touring the state capitol this week will see two displays, one installed by the Satanic Temple and the other a nativity scene that have sparked a debate about free expression and religious liberty. The Satanic Temple, Iowa, a chapter of a national organization, installed a display last week that features a statue of Baphomet, a goat-headed figure often used to represent Satan. The display also features seven tenets upheld by the Satanic Temple and is set to remain up until Saturday, according to a calendar maintained by the Department of Administrative Services. The Thomas More Society, a conservative law firm, installed a nat nativity scene in the state capitol on Tuesday that will remain for two weeks. 
Images of the Satanic Temple displayed circulated on social media last week and sparked calls for the state to remove it, including from at least one Republican state lawmaker. Others argued that the display is a religious expression protected by the First Amendment. In a statement on Tuesdays, Tuesday, Iowa Republican Governor Kim Reynolds said that, the, that she disagrees with the display, but implored opponents to engage in speech and prayer rather than remove the display. Like many Iowans, I find the Satanic Temple's display in the Capitol absolutely objectionable, Reynolds said in a statement. In a free society, the best response to objection, objectionable speech is more speech. I encourage all those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the nativity scene that will be on display, the true reason for the season. In a statement on Monday, the Satanic Temple, Iowa, said that it was proud to take part in the holiday season at the state capitol. And the tenants portrayed on the statue, the group said, advocate for bodily autonomy, a rejection of arbitrary authority, a rejection of arbitrary authority recognizing your own uh, fallibility and inspiring nobility in thought and action, which we hope enlightens the viewer to our beliefs and inspires one to reflect upon their own approach to the world. We thank the staff of the Capitol, the Capitol Police, the Department of Administrative Services for holding fast to the principle of religious freedom and ensuring all religions have an equal opportunity to celebrate the holidays together in our beautiful capital, the group said in a statement. Registration period opened for Waterloo Rental Program. Waterloo, uh, in Waterloo, I should say. Uh, the city of Waterloo is reminding all landlords that registration is open for the 2024 Rental Registration Program rental unit registration for the current license period of January 1st to December 31st, 2023, will expire on December 31st. All landlords are required to register properties each year within 30 days of purchase and every year thereafter. The fee for registration is $25 per rental unit and will double to $50 per rental unit until January 1st for failure to timely register. Registration instructions are available on the city website. Pursuant to 9-7-FA and 9-7-3 of the Waterloo City Code, no landlord, property manager, or responsible local agent shall lease, rent, or allow a rental unit within the city to be occupied without first registering the property with the city and designating a responsible local agent. All rental units must be registered annually as requ required by this chapter. Registration is required regardless of whether the unit is occupied by a tenant. A rental unit is defined as any dwelling or portion thereof, which is not eligible for the Iowa Homestead Credit for property tax purposes and is not the domicile of the owner of the property. The purpose of the program is to provide minimum standards to safeguards life, limb, health, property, and public welfare by regulating and controlling the use, uh, occupancy, location, and maintenance of all residential buildings and structures 
for rental within this jurisdiction and to establish a program of regular rental inspections. To register and pay online, visit cityofwaterlooiowa.com dash rentals. Any licensing questions can also be directed to the city clerk's office. And here's that number, 319-291-4323. All right, let's move on here to our next section of our paper as we continue to look at the Cedar Valley area of the um, of the courier here today. Republican presidential debate on CNN on CNN in limbo. Only DeSantis has confirmed he'll participate thus far. The final Republicans presidential debate before the Iowa caucus may not happen. C, uh, CNN announced last week that it will host a Republican presidential debate in Iowa on the 10th of January at Drake University in Des Moines, five days before the first in the nation GOP caucuses. The debate would likely be Iowa voters' last time to see presidential candidates in a head-to-head matchup before they cast their votes for their party's nominee for president in the January 15th caucuses. Thus far, only Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has agreed to participate. Former U.N. Ambassador and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley has not committed to participating. And Iowa biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramswamy and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie are not on pace to qualify. Former President Donald Trump has skipped every GOP presidential debate so far and is not expected to attend future debates. To qualify for the Iowa debate, a candidate must receive at least 10% in three separate national and or Iowa polls. CNN announced one of those polls must be an approved CNN poll of likely Iowa Republican caucus goers. According to latest Iowa poll released on Monday from the Des Moines Register, NBC News and Mediacom, Ramaswamy was polling, uh, polling, I should say, excuse me, at a distant fourth place with 5% support among likely Republican caucus goers. Uh, Christie, who has not campaigned in Iowa at all, was polling at 4% support. Trump polled at 51%, DeSantis at 19%, Haley at 16%. The CNN debate is the first one not sponsored by the Republican National Committee, which last week decided not to participate in the further 2024 GOP primary debates and allow candidates to attend non-sanctioned forums. Since the RNC pulled out of uh, the, the debates, many new offers have come in. Haley's campaign said in a statement, we look forward to debating in Iowa and continuing to show voters why Nikki is the best candidate to retire Joe Biden and save our country. That debate should include Donald Trump. Regarding the CNN debate, Haley spokesperson Olivia Cubis said, we just need to figure out which debate makes more sense for us as we have a few options. 
DeSantis campaign has criticized Haley for being non-committal on the prospect of a one-on-one debate with DeSantis, even as Haley has called on Trump to break his debate boycott. Haley, in response to a question about Trump's absence from the GOP presidential debates, told the Sioux City Journal that it would be highly offensive to skip the Iowa debate. I don't think you get a pass when it comes to an Iowa debate. You can't go and hide when it comes to a debate in the state that's voting, she said. Referencing the most recent RNC debate, DeSantis uh, spokesperson Brian Griffin said, after the loss, it is no wonder why Haley has failed to conform. She will join Ron DeSantis on the debate stage in Iowa and New Hampshire next month. Previous GOP presidential debates brought Haley a polling boost, making her a target of sustained attacks in the last debate as her primary rivals tried to halt her rise as a plausible alternative to Trump for the party's nomination. He's, uh, it's, it's a mystery as to why Nikki Haley would not take the only opportunity available to share her vision with Iowans, day, uh, Iowans days before the caucus, said former Republican Party of Iowa co-chairman uh, uh, Cody uh, Hofert, who has endorsed DeSantis and said in a statement, regardless, our state deserves this unique opportunity to host a nationally televised debate and voters deserve it too. Waterloo grants applications now open for fiscal year. The City of Waterloo, through the Community Development Board, is now accepting proposals for the use of Community Development Block Grant and Home Program Funds for fiscal 2025. The application can be found online, and it's a, little, it's a bit long here, so let me uh, I'll say this slowly. It's online at cityofwaterlooiowa.com forward slash departments forward slash community development forward slash current news dot php. The deadline to submit the application is noon on the 29th of December. Interested parties may include but are not limited to nonprofit agencies, nonprofit developers for profit developers, public facilities, and other public entries. Examples of eligible services include employment services, crime prevention, public safety, child care, health services, substance abuse services, fair housing counseling, education prom- uh, programs, energy conservation, services for senior citizens services for homeless persons, welfare services, down payment assistant, assistance, recreational services, and developers applying for gap funding for affordable housing. I, I made an error in reading the, um, the website. Let me repeat that again because I want to make sure that you get this, uh, the, the correct information. Let me say that again. Uh, for the online, for the application, you can go to cityofwaterlooiowa.com forward slash departments forward slash community dash development forward slash current dash news dot php. Okay? So I just wanted to make sure that you folks got that. I apologize that I missed that. 
All right. Here is something that um, uh, we all need to, to find out more about, and that would be the weather. Cedar Valley's five-day forecast. Okay, let's see what is going on. Uh, today, it will be sunny and mild. Uh, tonight, it will be um, mostly... Uh, I was going to say mostly dark. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> there'll be <laughs> there'll be some clouds tonight, uh, a low of 31 degrees. Friday, cloudy and mild, a high of 50, a low of 35. Saturday, it will be cooler with showers around, high of 41, a low of 31. Sunday, partly sunny and mild, a high of 47, a low of 27. And the outlook for Monday is mostly sunny, a high of 43 and a low of 24. Uh, the national uh, forecast would be much of the nation can expect dry weather today due to extensive high-pressure areas. A storm will bring rain and snow to southern Colorado, northern New Mexico, and uh, the Texas and Oklahoma panhandles. Rain and thunder will affect areas from western Texas uh, through western Kansas, There'll be wind and rain and tides will increase around the Florida Peninsula. And um, as they have been saying here, folks, we are in a classic El Nino weather pattern, uh, which is why um, it's been so much warmer uh, in um, a lot of our countries, particularly around the, uh, the Midwest area. Um, let's go on here. And now what I'm going to do, I'm... Uh, I want to turn to the three, 360 degrees section of the paper, and let's see what we have going on there uh, today. Uh, this uh, covers world and local, uh, and, and I should say, and national news. Um, let's see what we have here. Uh, the first article is War in Ukraine, and in bold headlines it says, A Dangerous journey. Let's see. There's a very large picture uh, in this uh, section of the paper. Let's see what it says underneath there. Uh, a woman carrying her, uh, their luggage, women carrying their luggage after taking a bus ride after crossing the border with Russia on the, 21st, on the 22nd of November in the, in the Sumy region of Ukraine. An average of 80 to 120 people uh, returned daily to Ukraine from territories held by Russia through an unofficial crossing uh, point. All right, let's take a look at this article about it. Um, People follow risky path out of occupied territories. Sumi, Ukraine. Whenever 52-year-old uh, Anna's agitated, she senses the, the chilling touch of a gun barrel between her brows a haunting reminder of an encounter with a group of Russian soldiers on her street about a year ago. On that day, amid tears and screams, the soldiers threatened to kill her and her husband, fired bullets on the ground between their feet, and then dragged her brother-in-law uh, to an unknown location, apparently furious that he couldn't guide them to where they could find alcohol. Two weeks later, Anna's a husband who himself had been hospitalized previously uh, had uh, because of heart problems found his brother's body in the forest not far from the village where they lived 
in a Russian-occupied area of Ukraine's southern Zaporizhia region. Two weeks after that, he passed. Economy gets stronger, but voters don't think so. In Washington, President Joe Biden goes into next year's election with a vexing challenge. Just as the U.S. economy is getting stronger, people are still feeling horrible about it. Pollsters and economists say that there's been never been such a wide gap between the underlying health of the economy and public perception. The divergence could be a decisive factor in whether the Democrats secures a second term next year. Republicans are seizing on the dissatisfaction to skewer Biden, while the White House is finding less success as it tries to highlight economic progress. Things are getting better, and people think things are going to get worse, and that's the most dangerous piece of this, says Democratic pollster Selinda uh, Lake, who has worked with Biden. Lake said that the voters no longer want to just see inflation rates fail or fall, excuse me, fall. Rather, they want an outright decline in prices, something that last happened on a large scale during the Great Depression. Honestly, I'm kind of mystified by it, she said. By many measure, measures, the U.S. economy is rock solid. Friday's employment report showed that employers had added 199,000 jobs in November, and the unemployment rate dropped to 3.7%. Inflation has plummeted in little over a year from a troubling 9.1%, the 3.2% without causing a recession, a phenomenon that has some once skeptical economists have dubbed immaculate. Yet, people remain dejected about the economy, according to the University of Michigan's Index of Consumer Sentiment. The preliminary December figures issued Friday showed a jump in sentiment as people seem to recognize that inflation is cooling. But the index is still slightly below its July level. In a possible warning sign for Biden, people surveyed for the index brought up the 2024 election. Uh, sentiment rose dramatically, more among Republicans than Democrats, potentially suggesting that the GOP voters became more optimistic about winning back the White House. And we are finished reading the paper here for, the, uh, for Thursday here. This has been the e-edition of The Courier. Uh, for Thursday, December 14th. And I am your reader, Peter Welch, and you've been listening to IRIS, the Iowa Radio Information Services Network for the blind and the disabled. Thank you so much. Take care and uh, season's greetings to each and every one of you. Bye-bye.
Are you among the millions of Americans living with chronic pain? If so, you may think prescription opioids are the solution. The truth is, the benefits of opioids are limited. Opioids only mask the pain. Opioids also come with serious side effects, ranging from nausea to withdrawal symptoms to overdose. As many as 25% of people who are prescribed opioids struggle with addiction. And those who are addicted to opioids are 40 times more likely to move on to heroin. No one wants to live in pain, but no one should put their health at risk to be pain-free. There is another choice, physical therapy. Physical therapists treat pain through movement and exercise, no warning labels required, and you get to be an active participant in your care. Choose to treat your pain safely. Choose physical therapy. Visit moveforwardpt.com to find a physical therapist near you. This public service announcement is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association.